If you have to decide between overspending and oversleeping, choose the comfy option. Ultimate sleep comfort has never been more affordable than with Nectar's Labor Day weekend sale. $499 in accessories plus an additional $200 off. Every Nectar mattress comes with a 365-night home trial, forever warranty, and free shipping and returns when you shop from the convenience of your own home at Nectarsleep.com. Join over 2 million happy sleepers that dream on Nectar mattresses and save up to $699. Hurry, offer ends September 5th. I'm Melissa. And I'm Jesse. And this, this is, is the Reimagined Success, Success Podcast. We're a husband and wife team who want to make a difference. Keeping up with the Joneses can be exhausting, and we can often lose sight of what we are accomplishing. We're here to reimagine success and to celebrate the steps it takes us to get there. Big or small, we want to showcase success stories that will inspire, motivate, and help propel you towards greatness in your own life. So come reimagine success with us and let's, let's go, go on, on this, this journey, journey together. together. This week's episode brought to you by Deadly Crimson, a published comic book series picked up by Creative Global Entertainment. It's a compelling and thrilling action story with comedic elements similar to Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy. This story keeps you gripping the edge of your seat while retaining an emotional center. Deadly Crimson is an action-adventure story about a scientist-turned-assassin who must rescue her kidnapped daughter despite the most criminal masterminds against her. Find out more at www.deadlycrimson.com, Instagram and Facebook at Deadly Crimson. Email Crimson is deadly at gmail.com. Welcome back to another edition of Reimagine Success. Hey, everybody. A great day for success and hope that you are having a good day and getting out there and doing big things. Oh, yes. Now, this week has been exciting for myself and Jesse. Um, I have actually been on set. I can't say too much yet, um, but I have been on set for a really big show, um, and I'll be wrapping that up next week. So I'm really excited to share that information with you. And don't forget, we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash creative global. Uh, so you can head over there and I'll share some behind the sneak peeks and you can get that, uh, that first look of what we're doing in our lives. Yeah. And we've got a lot of great stuff on the Patreon right now. We've got music from me, uh, extra podcasts from Melissa and I, um, we've got stuff about deadly crimson that's coming out real soon. So make sure you get over there, subscribe to our Patreon. You can subscribe for as little as $5 a month and as much as $20 a month. And you don't understand how big of, of a way that it goes for us creatives. How much it supports Yeah, us. to have support and to mm-hmm. support the things that you consume. So make sure that you're supporting something. If it's not us, support another podcast that you listen to regularly. But get out there and support local artists and creatives. And thank you so much to all of our listeners all over the world. We are in 16 countries, and we couldn't be more excited to have you guys follow our journey, follow our, our guest, and be inspired every single week with what we're putting out there for you. And with that, I am so excited about this week's guest. Oh, yeah. We've got a really, really great one today. You've heard us talk about Naked and Afraid on this podcast before with Melissa, but now we've got the godfather of Naked and Afraid, E.J. Snyder. Yes. E.J. grew up in northern New Jersey, just outside New York City in a tough Italian neighborhoods. E.J. learned many outdoor skills and 
love for the wilderness with his late kid brother, Jeff, when their father took them camping, hiking, hunting, fishing, and trapping. When EJ was, atten was attending U.S. Army Ranger School, he received his first formal survival training and fell in love with the concept right away, so he started a, a self-study on the skill. He later became the primary survival and tracking instructor for the U.S. Army Survival School and Tracking Course. EJ has been formally teaching survival skills to the soldiers and civilians ever since for well over 20 years. During his time in the military, he stepped up as a ranger instructor, survival and tracking instructor, and drill sergeant. EJ was a renowned athlete and fighter during his time, earning the nickname Skull Crusher. Mm -hmm. After retiring from the military, he decided to try his luck at, as a TV film military technical advisor, as well as doing some stunt work and acting on the side. He's worked on the hit show Lost, the History Channel's Patent 360, and the Chiller Network's Can You Survive a Horror Movie, amongst other TV and film projects. EJ's real-world survival skill set in TV finally crossed paths as he was set out on TNT's 72 Hours, the Fijian uh, Jungle. Discovery Channel chose EJ for the filming of the pilot episode of Naked and Afraid, Terror in Tanzania. EJ was the first man to complete the challenge. Seven months later, EJ became the first man to complete the 21-day challenge twice. Since then, he's completed many other Naked and Afraid challenges, including XL, Alone, and Legends, and has a total of 203 naked survival days under his belt, so to say. EJ is the co-host of a new hit TV series, Mountain Masters on Inspire Network. Oh, yes. Welcome, Welcome to the podcast, EJ. EJ. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. Hello, everybody out there. And for the record, it's 206 naked days. Uh, I am on the number number three on the all-time list. There's only four of us over 200. Maybe spilling my beans. Not sure when this is airing, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's been quite a journey for me through my yes. life, through this, through every little. Uh, you know, I've had many chapters in my life, and every one of them has been amazing for their own right. I've uh, just really. Uh, am the epitome of never give up on your dreams, mm -hmm. never say never, keep swinging until you get the job done. Well, that was the shortened bio, and there was so, so much more that we yeah. said and yes. wish that we had time in a bio to say, but I, honestly, yeah. I think our fans would rather hear it from you. So why don't you give a little bit about your yeah. story, your, you know, right. how where you, you got from? to where you're at today. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been on this earth walking step by step for five and a half decades you know it was funny and naked afraid they always come up to you every day and they go hey what day is it how many days are left how do you feel and i always tell them you know um i don't care uh no and i feel great and i don't measure this thing by the days that i will be facing i measure it by the amount of steps i take during this journey and god willing by the end of it i won't know how many i took and that's the way i want it because i want to but i'll enjoy every one of them so my first steps in life started in Jersey, uh, just outside New York City. You know, my folks divorced when I was very young. So we'd only get to see dad kind of on the weekends and sometimes in the summer and holidays. And, um, you know, I was just really didn't have a father figure in my life. My stepfather eventually came into my life, but he was a aspiring musician. So he was always busy you know, trying to chase that dream. And through, he was inspired to always remember not give up on your dreams. And then my, my biological father, you know, he took me, he loved hunting. He loved fishing. He loved to camp. So whenever we had a free moment, that's where he would drag us to. And so I found a very big love for the outdoors and nature. And it was an escape for me. I got bullied as a kid quite a lot all through my life and didn't like it much. Um, 
was very un, uh, very uncoordinated kid. Love sports, love competing, but yeah, give me a bat, I'll probably hit myself in the head with it. So <laughs> I really learned early in life if uh, I was going to count on anybody on this earth to to have my back and take care of me, it was all going to be on me. So I learned to play sports and I got very good at many of them only so I wouldn't be picked last. Uh, when I picked teams, I was always picked last. I didn't like that feeling. So I got really good at sports enough that I wouldn't get picked last. And it was the one thing I was very good at was very fast. So, all right, you got a strength, capitalize on that strength until you can stir up the weaknesses. So super fast, uh, didn't like getting bullied, didn't have that confidence to defend myself. So my stepdad was a boxer. So I started learning some boxing, learning wrestling in school, two poor to four martial arts lessons. So all my friends that went to class, I'd have, when they came back, I'd say, hey, teach me what you learned today. And I, so I learned a whole array of defense skills that built my confidence up enough to where I felt I was able to stand up to the bullies. And it wasn't just one bully. I had a whole pack of them, like mm. a pack of wolves, a bunch of hyenas is rather i and, feel you um, on that <laughs> and, and yeah and then you know i was starting to grow into my own and uh so i was doing mma before they called it mma and uh the biggest bully of the group is the one that kind of started with me and i decided i was going to make a, a mark out of him uh my mother told me if you get hit you can defend yourself and and so i've not thrown a lot of first punches in my life outside the ring or combat, but I've thrown a hell of a lot of last punches. And uh, so that's the I most always, important one. <laughs> yeah. And, and as I got bigger, as I grew as, a, as into my adult frame, uh, I got very large, started lifting weights. And, and I, I realized I liked fighting a lot. And so I tried to, you know, garnish that into the ring. Um, and then as I moved a lot as a kid, all my sports scholarships were missing. We didn't have computers in the 80s, so people could track you easy. And I uh, didn't have a lot of way, visions of college. And when my mom asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, oh, I want to be an actor. Mm. Oh, that's stupid. You'll <laughs> starve. You'll never make it. I won't allow it. I'm like, but you're my mom. <laughs> I said, oh, I won't allow it. And so they went away to our lake house for the weekend, and uh, I decided, <coughs> um, all right, Mr. Recruiter, show me all these videos. and. Uh, my mom got back from the, the lake that weekend. I was signed up for the Army leaving in a few months, and I was like, uh, okay, uh, yeah, yep, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And, and I got money for college. That was a great motivation for me to get in the Army was, you know, one, I wanted. I figured if I went to college right away, I'd probably waste my money and my time because mm -hmm. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And this way I could mm -hmm. get money for college. I was very patriotic. I wanted to serve my country. Uh, I am guilty of watching uh, Rambo movie uh, way too many times. Uh, and when I went to the recruiter's office, I was very intelligent, scored way high on the, on the test. And they're like, oh, you can do this. You can do that. I'm like, why would I do that? I'm going in the army. I want to be a warrior. I want, show me those Rangers again. Show me those guys. Those guys jump out of the planes. And so I went in the army into the infantry. Uh, I took to it like a square peg in a round hole. And, you know, pretty odd for a Sagittarian all male to do, but I love the sense of adventure it gave me. I love the physical challenge of it. And it really molded me in a lot of ways. And, and I did 25 years, uh, served in the 91 Gulf war, served uh, 15 months in operation Iraqi freedom, 2004, 2005, earned two bronze star medals, meritorious service medal. 
and the uh, Centurion medal from the uh, National Infantry Association. So uh, I was an in-your-face leader, lead by example, lead from the front kind of guy, you know, and I was tough on my, on my soldiers, but I was fair. And they all loved me for that because they knew I'd have their back. If they messed up, I was going to get on them, but I would give them a fair shake to, uh, to, to not, not ruin people. A lot of people in the military, when you made a mistake, they just want to ruin you. And I really tried hard to rehabilitate people always, you know, I, I'm the benefactor of uh, second and third opportunities. So I always wanted to do that. So, you know, I, I, and I finished my career, I uh, was picked up survival stuff, uh, formally got formally uh, survival trained, uh, went to the SEER school, was the primary survival instructor for the Florida Ranger camp. And I just fell in love with it. And it became Y2K is coming. Oh, the world may end. <laughs> I want to be ready for the zombies are coming. So I really took after survival skills to be, I wanted to be the best there is on the planet. Um, so that me and those I love that are close to me and friends that I'd be able to help and get us through bad days. And that's the only reason I really got after survival skills and anything in life. If I saw a wall, uh, in front of me. If I couldn't go around it, go under it, go over it, I'm going right through it. That's just the <laughs> kind of guy I am. Uh, while I was in the army, you know, I was into fighting. I loved the, the competition of fighting. And so, yeah, my nickname Skull Crusher came from those days, but I carried that kind of WWE persona on. Um, about halfway through the army, I actually almost got out to go be a WCW wrestler. I was about 285 pounds with 20, 20 and a half inch guns and Ooh. loved the showbiz, loved the flair, was physical. And uh, thankfully, I didn't make that decision. I had a child on the way. So I went on to retirement. And uh, right before I retired, I was stationed in Hawaii. So I had the opportunity to go hang out on the set of Lost, do some acting stuff, uh, McDonald's commercials locally, bank commercials. Uh, just did a lot of independent films. And the thing I loved about filmmaking was how they, how they made the soup. So I would sit on set with Jack Bender, the director, and I would just go sit in second chair just so I could watch it. It fascinated me. I wasn't like some, you know, guy just sitting over there wanting to get an autograph or hobnose with the A-listers, although a lot of them were my friends. I wanted to watch how film was made. And so I started doing independent films as a producer and, and doing different jobs and I just dove right into film as a hobby. So when I retired, you know, I wanted to be a Miltech advisor and I actually took on a contract job back at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, teaching survival for about five years, but still doing TV on the side. And uh next thing I knew I was applying for shows like Survivor and Big Brother. I was like a finalist for those two shows. I didn't apply for Big Brother. They came after me. So uh, <laughs> you gotta I put thought, that out well, there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and and they wanted me to be the villain for a season, and then I feel like big, I, got I feel like Big Go Brother ahead. would be harder to survive than maybe Naked and Afraid, honestly. <laughs> exactly, I saw it as a really crazy challenge, but I loved the competition, and I thought, well, that's a good way to put myself in an uncomfortable situation, see what I get out of it. Mm. Uh, but my name started floating around the casting world. I got replaced uh, at the very last minute for both of those shows. But it, it, every step in life, the spirits, God, if you will, puts them before you and you just take them. And so Discovery called me up and had me come out to try out for dual survival. Um, I didn't, they didn't pick me. They said, we'll call you. I went on and did 72 hours in the Fijian jungle, sitting there, done with the race, sitting in the Fijian hotel, mad as hell because we didn't win. 
uh, and Discovery calls me and say, hey, we got this really great new survival show. It's really extreme. You're the most qualified survivors we've had ever, and we, we think you'd be great for it, and you can help us build the pilot. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, sounds great. Sign me up. Little did I know, as every call we would have, every couple of weeks, there was another piece of clothing being removed or a piece of gear. <laughs> I was like, what is this, strip poker? <laughs> and next thing I know, I'm in L.A., and they're trying to figure out which female is going to go out there with me. And then in January of 2013, we made history. I took my first most painful steps naked into a world that I was kind of afraid of because I didn't know where it was going. I thought the title was stupid. And I was like, this isn't going anywhere, but they paid me. I'm in Africa. Let's safari. And so uh, there I went. And my most proudest moment is that Kelly and I got that right. So, so many other people could have that same experience that we had. Now, some 14 seasons later, seven XLs later, mm-hmm. um, and it was so weird because here me and Kelly are walking naked. We're hearing all these great African animals howling and doing all their things, and I'm wondering what the gods are looking at us and all the maybe any villagers that or tribesmen that could see us from afar were thinking, here's two naked uh, <laughs> white people walking in Africa with um, – on purpose yeah on purpose with a with like a line of 15 people behind them with a camera and a whole bunch of executive producers with brand new eddie bauer gear uh out there trying to safari uh, i looked back and started laughing at that site and uh and then on i went and so that's kind of it in a nutshell um i have so much more that i can share on the end but i'm living proof that at 56 years old you, you, you want to be on TV as a young kid, poor kid out of Jersey with no vision or, or vehicle to get there. You know what? You just step forward. You have faith in yourself. You, 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 you get full of grit because it's not an easy business and you just get after it. And uh, everything in my life's led me to where I'm at to this very day. And every step was supposed to have happened. Oh yeah. I mean, I, you know, I was on the, the show uh, seven seasons after the initial pilot, um, and you did. I went and watched your show and your episode, and that's what, you know, still rings yeah. rings to this day. Um, and, and you are such a legend, not a, only on this show, but everything else that you've gone on and, and done. So I have always been so impressed with you and I've always Thank tried you. to pick your brain every single time I was, you know, yeah. going to go out or went out. I was always like, yep. EJ help. <laughs> and I advise a lot of people, you know, I consult for the show. I have been for a long time since season three, mm-hmm. I interview and screen people to go out there. Um, but it, it like when I went out, there was, it wasn't easy. We're, we were building a show. Right. So yeah. we had a bunch of crew. We had two people that were game, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember getting the map at the tree, and Steve Rankin, I go, okay, so what's this? He's like, oh, that's your map. All right, so what do you want us to do? Well, you hang out here for th- 21 days, and then you get to the extraction point, and you get out of here. I'm like, okay, well, where on this map is an extraction point? Because there's, there's no markers. Oh, give me that. And he takes out a, 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 a Sharpie, <laughs> and he puts an X on the mountain. He says, see that mountain right there, mate? It's that one over there. So you be there 21 days. Oh my okay? So I put the map away and I go, so now what? Go do your survival stuff. We'll follow. I'm like, all right, let's go, Kelly. And, and that's how it got started because we didn't have, you know, the first few yeah. seasons, there was no, nothing to like, for Survivor and Big Brother, for example. I had 
seasons to go back and look and strategize and make a plan on how I was going to survive this thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now with Naked Afraid, uh, people are going to look back at me. And I I remember watching the very first Survivor. And here's this, the very first, and and Richard always reminds me of this, Richard Hatch, who won the first season of Survivor. He says, EJ, when I was at a charity event with him, he goes, remember, I was the very first Naked Survivalist. Remember that. And he did. He was... (laughs) Naked on his birthday, and uh, and I said, you know, I, and I thought about that years later, but I was like, wow, that's what he must have felt like because they did that, and no one knew what they were doing at that moment either. So, oh, yeah, yeah, you were yeah. paving the way for so many other survivalists, mm-hmm. including Melissa. Like, it, had it not been for you and your bravery to go out there into something that is the unknown literally like mm-hmm. you have no idea what yeah. you're about to experience out there and you went and like you said yeah. there was crazy amounts of animals and uh i actually just watched your first episode today and <laughs> oh it, did you yeah watching you walk around on that on the thorns and on your and on the your, grass, your your foot your, yeah you, you oh. suffered a massive foot infection yeah um yeah. which day, I, day two yeah, yeah, I can't even believe how excruciating that is which which leads me to uh, another question i really want to ask you uh so being that you suffered that massive foot infection, uh, what other major health issues have you faced while doing these shows? And have any of them like lingered on beyond the show to right. like, have a negative effect in your life? Uh, well, that one was pretty bad, but you, you know, I, I just told the guy, yeah, you know, I'd rather cut this thing off than quit. And they're like, this guy, you gotta <laughs> and I was like, kind of joking, but not, you know, and it was, um, and a matter of fact, before that massive rainstorm come in, I was literally heating my knife up to cauterize it. Oh my I was going to jam that knife in it. So there isn't so much pain from it that I don't show very well. Uh, but I'm a grit kind of guy. And I'm like, yeah, it's what it is. And they really got me there in time. It probably was going to run right into my bloodstream. I probably would have been in bad shape. But that's the beauty of it. You, 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 you know, you haven't had a cheeseburger in a while. You got a few people kind of a little more cognitive of what's going on. Uh, but they cut it with no Novocaine. They just took a razor blade, a, a safety pin, and um, straight-up alcohol, a gallon mm-hmm. of it. And so I, I've been through my share of pain. I hacked open my leg in the Amazon with uh, Laura's knife, and it went right down to the shin bone. Ugh. I was going to stitch it up with, with bullet ants. And then the medic on the scene was so freaked out I was going to lose my leg. She demanded I got stitches. Oh and God. then – so I got seven stitches and I was like, ah, and it, then I took the stitches out like five days later and they thought it was going to be two weeks. So I was like, I heal freakishly fast. So <laughs> I've, I've hurt myself throughout a lot of these things. Um, and the most gruesome, the, the worst injury I've received was last year in legends when I was walking on a, a willow tree o- over the water, clearing hyacinth to make a fishing hole. And I speared myself through my testicles and tore my testicle. My right testicle had two huge holes in it, uh, which required multiple stitches. I think eight in total. Again, I didn't take any Novocaine because I'm like, it's a, it's a sack. It's loose skin. You're going to stick me 10 times to numb it. Just, just stick me with the needle anyway. And let's just (laughs) stitch this thing up because I got firewood I got to go get. And so they stitched me up and then I stayed in the challenge another 32 days to finish the 60 days. And that's just a measure of the mark I am. Uh, a lot of people suffer different effects of malnutrition and different things. For me, I go in packing on a lot extra weight. I always go in mm-hmm. super heavy. 
Mm -hmm. And the longer the days, the more weight I put on. It's just my strategy to lessen the blow of not finding food initially right out the gate. And you, when you're eating like a caveman, that's super keto. So you're going to lose a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. What I found attacks me because my weak point is my dental. Uh, I've lost, I've had five teeth I've lost through this challenge. I've had several had to be repaired. I've broken crowns and, and, and veneers and everything. And so I've had a lot of dental work from this show. And I think I've had some lingering dental issues. Uh, definitely fingernails and toenails uh, are, are kind of brittle now because mm -hmm. of the, the malnutrition. That's a common thing with a lot of people that mm -hmm. do this challenge. And then a lot of people lose hair. Uh, yes. For me, I think I get reverse aging. My hair's grown more. My beard's gotten fuller. Uh, you know, so. Can't complain about that. Uh, yeah, I no, actually, no. I actually lost hair when I got back. Uh, I, you know, I, there was just like gobs of hair coming out, and I'm like, "What yeah. is going on?" Um, but it, it is a natural thing that happens, uh, especially I think more so for the ladies because we lose a lot of nutrients. Um, where we're yeah. getting protein, we lose a lot of the nutrients, the vegetables and right. things like that. So you know, it it does take a, a toll on yeah. air <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. And there's been a lot of tough places. I've been in mostly they send me to places where nobody else can either make it mm -hmm. or are having a tough time of it or they don't think anyone else can make it. So which has mm, been the toughest yeah. one for you? Um to date, although the you know, being in the cold in the swamps was pretty brutal. Um the Amazon's always a punch in the face, but for me it was Bulgaria. I did my Naked Afraid Alone episode in Bulgaria. They uh, got me in on the last minute. They weren't even going to do my episode, but they got approved to go to Bulgaria and discouraged me trying to go there forever. Mm. So they called me up. So you want to go? I'm like, Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't tough because I was alone. I do a lot of things by myself. Mm -hmm. So that was not a, a problem, but it was brutally. I was in the Balkan mountains, spent most of my time at 3,500 feet. Mm. Even though the, the episodes show 51 degrees, it, it's like they should show, what the temperature, the real feel is with the wind chill and the bl and the wind blowing on you, which brought it way down into the 30s. And you're 30s. naked. <laughs> and you're naked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 51 would fire. be uncomfortable naked. Well, yeah. And so I think the coldest night I had with the wind was somewhere around 28 degrees. Oh. And they never showed it. But that particular night, I lost my fire. Mm. Oh, that was no. the longest 14 hours of my life. And it was also extra mentally difficult because when we got there they said there was all this stuff we could eat and hunt but once i got there there was all these rules and laws of stuff you couldn't hunt so now i could only eat vegetation and and this and that so it's a vegetarian i'm a large guy neanderthal <laughs> uh so I, I ate a few fish but mostly it's been vegetation and uh and before i went in the challenge another injury i received was i was doing some b-roll they, they filmed me going in we're running back and forth on this little pickup truck. I'm sitting on the back tailgate. Well, the truck hits a pothole. I fly out the back like a scuba diver backwards. Oh, no. I oh, land no. with my entire 250-some-odd-pound carcass on the crown of my head, and I heard all the vertebrae going. I swore I thought I broke my neck, oh. and I was laying there for a minute. I started moving my fingers, started wiggling my toes. I was like, okay. I slowly got up, was dizzy as hell, and I hadn't even started the challenge yet. And the, and the, and the, the camera guy was also the producer. He's like, Mate, mate, you okay? You okay? And I'm like, hold this truck still. And he's like, it's not moving. I'm like, okay, let me just grab it. And I'm holding it and I'm dizzy and I'm like, can I get a drink of water? Thanks. 
And they're like, he's like, yeah, oh shit, mate. Okay. I guess it's over then. I'm like, over what? You're not going to want to continue. Are you? I'm like, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I didn't come all this way not to, to, to have this place. Take back. And, and then also in Bulgaria, they had Jen Taylor went out there and she had the two Brandons and none of them made it. Mm. So four people went to Bulgaria. I made it. The same thing happened when we went to the Amazon. Laura and I they had three people quit the Amazon. Uh, we went, we made it three weeks. No bug nets, nothing, just ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe really soon you'll you'll hear me call back to the scene of the crime for a similar situation. <laughs> we'll have to get you back but, on and talk about it. But this time it was a little bit easier uh, in that respect. But uh, <laughs> So I've got a question about like those cold, cold freezing nights when you have to survive that time. Do you implore any kind of uh, meditation techniques to get you through that or anything like mind over matter? I know like the Wim Hof method of breathing helps yeah. with cold or anything like that. What so, do you have to survive that? People, some people do that. I'm kind of a barbarian, a little bit of a Viking, um, tough old soldier. Mm-hmm. There are many times where I was in the field and I just lay in the field, uh, curled up next to my rifle because that's all I was going to see that day and uh sleep at least then i've had clothes but with this i normally just get in the fetal position curl up next to the fire and get what sleep i can i mean uh yeah people talk about body heat body warmth you can do that but if you don't have a blanket per se to trap any of that body heat Mm -hmm. and can't quite make one out of the vegetation that's worth the hell uh you can curl up next to each other as much as you want spooning as they like to say or cuddling (laughs) And the only parts that are going to be very warm is this, the skin that's touching each other. Mm-hmm. Then your exposed backside's getting froze. Whoever's facing forward, they're getting froze. Um, it, it's really about setting the conditions of a really good shelter mm-hmm. so you don't have to worry about that, and making it nice and toasty warm in there, using your fire to the best advantage. I mean, I called – used to – Gary Golding came in there, and I almost burned my shelter in the swamps down twice – once uh, was on Sarah's watch, once on my own watch. Mm-hmm. And he came with this heavy logs and he'd put them down there. And I called it the golden fire furnace system. And we would put these coals into the log and it would push heat on us just like a furnace. Mm-hmm. And everyone had their own individual little fireplace. So you made it as hot as you wanted or not as hot as you wanted it. And, and then thankfully we had some deer pelts that helped. <clears throat> uh, a good blanket. People ask, what do you miss out there all the time? I'm like, yeah. A good blanket and a pillow. Those are yep. two comfort items. And shoes. Those yeah. would be the three comfort items I, I miss the most. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, it's funny. Um, in, in, I was in the Panamanian jungle. And even though it was excruciating warm during the day, well, not in the jungle where I was, but outside of the jungle, it got extremely cold at night. So it would drop down in the 40s, 50s at night. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, a lot of times what I did, I actually made a leaf blanket, but I also would yeah. take rocks and I would heat them up beside the fire. Uh, and good I would, yeah. I would put the rocks around me. So I actually feel the heat from the rocks. Um, and yeah. you know, put, you know, my leaf blanket over it and just kind of curl up with my, with my really hot rocks. Yeah. The problem with the, the swamps of Louisiana is there's no rocks. Right. And right. same thing with the Amazon jungle. And then yep. you're like, whoa, what, whoa, whoa, you got to think of different techniques yep. pretty quick. Out, outside uh, of rocks the- would have been great. 
Yep. Outside of the box. You all, and that's the, yep. that's the challenge about the show because every location is a little bit different. And even though you do research on that location, it will be completely different when you get there. It might be rainy season, yeah. it might be dry season. Um, yep. and you really, you really have to, when you get out there is really when you start doing your research because that's, yeah. You're in the field. That's where you have to learn, and that's where you have to grow and learn exactly what what your location is about. So it's it's so impressive that you've done that over and over again in different locations and just learned every single location that you've been. Yeah, and and that's the thing with these challenges. You evolve every time, just like Mm -hmm. life. Yep. Uh, And you have the right mindset. You can take on anything. And then I've just given a I'm just given a uh, an arena, so to speak, to inspire and motivate people and i've been blessed to be that that uh vessel or that voice for so many across the globe now um Mm -hmm. for that and i apologize folks i do get long-winded at times so i know my answers sometimes are long but uh i am a kind of an ancient jedi master not as green as yoda (laughs) not as as cool as mace windu but more of a qui-gon jinn type guy well, that's awesome. And, you know, um, we get so much fan mail and we inspire so many people doing the show. What, um, off the top of your head, what is some of the best fan mail that you've gotten thus far that you've inspired someone? And how did that feel? Um, you know, I get messages and that was the one thing I did not see coming. I did not see when I went out there, put my naked butt on TV, I thought I was just going out with a knife <laughs> to do something cool. And the amount of people that for what different, many different reasons get inspired to do a change in their life has just been humbling. Mm-hmm. Everything from, uh, I met one of my good friends, his wife used to watch the show while she was fighting brain cancer, God mm. rest her soul, uh, religiously. And then she felt it kept her alive for like almost three years while she was fighting it, watching what we went through and it kept her in the fight. Um, uh, older lady seen me pray over my meals with some of my partners, uh, the respect and the changes I've made from being a juggernaut to just crush and destroy everything in the, in the forest to touching my native roots again and, and being kinder to the things that I'm taking from the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, it just even I have old soldiers from my military day still write me. And so I can't really put my finger on any one thing. But one of the greatest uh, compliments is when you see a little kid who dresses up like E.J. Snyder for Halloween, whether it was Aww. dual survival, naked, afraid. Mm-hmm. And you've touched that person. And then, you know, I, I remember sitting in a, a diner once when I first went on TV and it, when I was more known for my first naked afraid and people were just staring at me and I always wanted to be an actor and have that. And I'm like, Whoa, this is weird. Is that <laughs> like to the point where I don't want to say I'm numb to it, but I can't really, I know it's happening now, but it's, it's, it's something that happens and it's sometimes just like a roller coaster. Uh, but that is, uh, and then to have a fan come up and barely can breathe on you. And then for people to realize, Whoa, you're the same way you are on TV. <laughs> <laughs> you're really like this and i'm like yeah i don't know how any else to be i mean i am <laughs> as me. i am as uh i am as crazy and as loud and as joking and as down to earth as you see on tv uh tough as nails with a huge heart and uh wear my emotions on my sleeve and and i'll shed a tear as fast as the next person um but you know do do are there moments i don't play the camera but are there camera moments where 
I'm very aware what's going on, what's coming out of my mouth, but uh, sometimes uh, having a good camera sense and timing with your counterparts, which uh, it requires a little flair once in a while, and I will <laughs> ratchet it up a hair. Uh, that is the one thing that I found that's been very um, frustrating with uh, the reality side of TV is, is that people are on reality TV. They're not actors or, or anything like that. And they don't understand when you're doing groups of things that everybody should have a chance to talk. Mm -hmm. Everybody should have a chance uh, to say something or be part of it. And no one should hog everything up. And yes, you have alpha types and people are more stronger personality than others. But I always try to make sure everybody has a voice. And uh, in some recent things, we'll see how it edits out. But, you know, you I tell reality producers as I was brought into the field to be the, the EP in the field, the executive producer to help, uh, not just cast, but crew. And I tell the production, I'm like, Hey, you need to go talk to that person. And you've got to curve that that's a production issue. That's not a cast issue. I'll work on their emotions. You work on their TV stuff. Cause this is <laughs> getting aggravating for everybody and you and me and all them over there. And and some people say all the time, like I got this question, oh, do you think uh, uh, your, your tribe mate that left, do you think they're a legend? And I'm like, oh, you put me on the spot with that question. I had to put some thought into this. And people are like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And I look at legends like this. And they're like, oh, you did all these days. Legends aren't made, uh, nor are they born. They ascend. Mm -hmm. And then they just are. Mm -hmm. You can't make yourself the hero. It just happens to ha the, the, it just you just it just happens it just evolves you you can't force people to like you or this or that or them to be your biggest fans so as a legend you have to be humble you know you're a legend when other people are talking about your accolades you're not talking about yours you have a right to do some bragging if you can back it up but when it comes to you did this many you kills or that or this let the others do your talking and let your actions do your speaking and so mm -hmm. Legends are humble. Legends help others. Legends, you know, let their actions do their speaking. And, and they have a winning record in terms of, yeah, I spent X number of days out there. How many times did I go out to accumulate those days? And on all those times going out, was it a win? Did I make did, When I went to bat, did I get a hit? Mm -hmm. Don't have to be a home run, but did I get a hit? So I've been at bat six times, got six hits. I think that says a lot about a person that, Okay, great for you, uh, dusting yourself off, and you keep going back when things happen, whether you tap medically or you did it on your own or whatever, uh, uh, circumstances beyond your control. Uh, I always tell people, how do you handle word tap? I call tap means totally at peace. Whenever that time comes, that's when you know. But if, you all, if you've gone out five times and you've only successful at two, and, yeah, tough breaks with medical, it could happen to anybody. Um, you know, this, it's a full record kind of thing. And mm -hmm. so, you know, people get wrapped around, Oh, you just did 60 days. Uh, well, there's some folks that keep swinging. That I think are pretty cool, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and things don't, you know, and, and so you could consider those folks legends because they keep coming back, you know, they keep fighting, you know? And, and so I'll let people define what means a legend. I know there's a dictionary term for it. Um, you know, th there's certain things in this world that, you know, it's, it's great to hear. And the Godfather, people say, oh, you're a survival expert. I hate the term expert, at least when it comes to survival, because I'm still a student of it. I'm still learning. 
and I don't think I'll leave this earth ever learning and knowing everything about the wilderness and survival, and I want to keep it that way. Uh, I'm comfortable saying I'm a military expert um, and, and, and that, but not, not with survival. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, speaking on that, it, it really is mind over matter when you're out um, in the location that you're at. Um, I, it was the day before my extraction. I was out there all alone. My partner had already tapped out yeah. at this point. And uh, medical, you know, every morning you do a medical check and every afternoon you do a medical check. And medical came the morning before extraction and was like, you're going to have to tap out. And I'm like, what, why? And they're like, your, your sugar levels or, or your blood sugar is just way too low. Um, you know, your blood pressure is way too low. And right. I'm like, no, Oh, I'm sorry. You're not tapping me out. I am doing this and I'm going to go forward and I'm going to go do extraction. And I was bone tired at the end of extraction. I had to sit down during my final interview mm. and I was like, please just let me sit for a second. I need to rest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I was not tapping out and, and it really is right. mind over matter. And it's where, you know, you want to be, you, I could have, I yeah. could have said, Hey, I did my best. I, I'm tapping out. Um, yeah. but I didn't. And I pushed through yeah. and I went to the end and that's exactly what you've done every single time through these medical emergencies and getting, you know, cut open and everything else that's happened, you know, with stitches and everything else. Um, so for all of that, that is, I believe what makes legends. If you continue yeah. and you keep going and the definition of a, of a legend through naked and afraid is you are not going to stop. You're going to keep going no matter what. And you are a legend. <laughs> Definitely proven that. And people, it, it, yeah. Thank you. And when people, you know, when they know they can call on you cause they know, yeah, this is a guaranteed poker chip. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's still, that's very humbling. And then people get mad. Why do they keep bringing the same people out and this and that and this and that? Eh, some people like it. Some people don't. I'm one of those guys, like when I watch Survivor, why do they keep bringing back that person? That was my slot, you know? So I, I understand it. I sympathize with it. Um, but certain things are not to be trifled with uh, in certain locations. You just can't send just about anybody into certain places. It just, Mother Nature has some spots in this earth that are they're going to give you everything you can ask for. And your yep. stuff, you better be right. Your stuff better be right. And for me, preparing for these things, this is what I've been doing my whole life. So people are like, oh, how do you get ready for a different area? I'm like, I just rely on my basic survival principles that work everywhere I've ever gone in the world. I'll do a, a, maybe a quick area study about some of the different fauna and the wildlife that I'm going to face. But uh, all my principles, uh, I've practiced all over the world. So that I'm ready at a minute's notice wherever I go, because you, one, never know when a survival situation is going to pop up, two, where it's going to be at, three, who you're going to be with, and four, what are you going to have around you? So you, mm -hmm. you just better make sure you have some good basic skills. And, and above all that, we've been talking about this mindset. Right. Mindsets, right. everything to success. Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And with that, I know you, you have training courses all over that yeah. anyone yeah. all over the world can, you know, sign up with yeah. you and do training sessions. Um, how has that been for you since the show has aired and right. uh, what's your journey like through your training classes? Well, I like to teach the everyday George Joan. I'm not interested in making the next Bear Grylls or Cody Lundin uh, or Laura Zara. You know, I want to make everyday people prepared for bad days for them and their family and, and do a lot of it out of the kit. I teach at a level that, that I very good at, at assessing people 
and where they're at, and then we go from there. And it's very flexible. I give you what you need. I tell her anything. You go to my website, ejsnyder.com, whether it's a trek, whether it's a campfire chat, and we're hanging out for the night. I tell her everything around the needs of the client, and I shape it. You know, yeah, it says this is what you're going to get, but I'm not a cookie cutter. I'm very flexible, and I even have video. I've got my whole basic survival course on video. So if you can't make it out to a class, you can just get the video, and then you get me and all, all my TV-ness teaching you, and it's 11 videos I filmed during COVID hmm. uh, available. Now, we're going to break it down on streaming so it's a little more affordable because some people, they, they think it's a little pricey, but it's 11 videos, almost 14 hours worth of education that you're not going to get anywhere where I cover all the basics. I cover shelter, fire, food, water. I go into some trips, uh, trips, tips, tr uh, hacks, and tricks, uh, tools, and then um, uh, uh, and then I do a knife only, so you can see how you can do that. So mm -hmm. you go to my website; it's it's got all kinds of good recommended gear that I've used, all these different things, and it's been very good. I, I, matter of fact, I've got a big trip coming up here to uh, Midwest. Uh, I'm going to be traveling, and and so go to my website, get on the get on the schedule for April. Cause we're going to be busy and it's going to be, we're, we're going to be in a town near you. And if you can't do a full three day basics course, sign up for a campfire chat, wherever I'm camping out at, in my big uh, elk mountain canvas bell tent. I'll be, I'll be happy to have you, you know? Awesome. That yeah. sounds like so much fun. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Uh, I, go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I was, was going to say, um, so with these events that you do, do you find that a lot of the younger generation that's coming up is not engaging in this? And it's mostly people from say like uh, the later millennials up. Cause like, I find that this generation coming up is a little bit more indoorsy would rather spend time behind screens than out in the woods or in the jungle or, you know, wherever. Um, so how, how has that been for your business? Do you, do you find that there's a massive disconnect with this generation coming or is it seeming promising? Um, I, I think the new generation starting to catch on of how important this is, especially through COVID. Mm -hmm. So I've had an influx of uh, millennials uh, wanting to get this training more so than ever before. Discovery, we've been putting a lot more millennials on uh, to Naked and Afraid. And so it's, it's attracted a, a, a newer audience, a, a broader audience, because our audience was getting older. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have everything from kids to, to, to people in their 70s uh, signing up for training in some capacity. You know? And um, you know, like I said, I, I, I test and partner with a lot of great gear partners and people that's on my website. Just released a new knife. I've created three knives now. Uh, because of uh, out of necessity, because the things I needed weren't out there. My latest knife is a survival combat buoy, which I wanted for to honor Jim Bowie, who got me into loving knives so much. And nice. uh, a lot of great things happening for me. I'm getting ready to do some stuff. My YouTube channel, I just got hacked really bad. So oh, no. that's a nightmare in itself. Yeah, I, a couple months ago, and I, it was a big fight since right before Christmas. So I got everything back, but they deleted my YouTube channel. I got a lot of my old videos back and had YouTube put them back up. So I'm building my subscribership up. E-Venture EJ, that's with an E. E-Venture EJ, Skull Crushing Life. It's not just about survival. It's about living life and sucking the bone marrow out of it. And uh, I'm just <laughs> partnering that? and getting ready to do some work with Mr. Beast YouTube. <laughs> nice. So, nice. So that's going to be huge. I'm really proud of that. 
Uh, I'm a published writer, and I'm in a lot of different blogs and newsletters and magazines of all sorts from knives, gear, and survival, and uh, looking at some books now. So a lot going on. I'm partnered with Survival Summit to bring you video series just like my Survival Basics. I just got done filming the Ultimate Bug-In and Home Defense video because a majority of the populace isn't going to bug out. They're going <laughs> to bug in just like in COVID in their home. More so, 90% of the populace is going to do that more so than leaving. Leaving's just the last option. Mm -hmm. So we touch on that a little bit, but it's more about bugging in, how to get ready for it, and how to defend yourself against those going to come and try and take what you have. Mm, that's so important, yeah. especially, you know, with everything that's going on in the world these days. And yeah. survival in itself, you know, when someone always asks me, like, why did you do this show? This is such a, you know, this is such an off show, you know, for you, because everybody always thinks of me as like the girly girl with makeup mm. and hair done. And, um, you know, and, and for me, I'm saying, I always say this is a challenge. I you know, if something happened, I'm on an airplane, it crashes and I'm left and say I'm by myself and I have nothing left and there's nothing out there and I have to survive. Would you know how to survive? Would you know how to do this? And, and I would now because right. I have trained right. and I've done the show and, you know, yeah. and so I feel like that I would be able to go out there and do that. But I always ask right. other people, would you be able to survive? Yeah. And if you don't, then you need to find the resources and yep. you need to train and you need to learn yeah. and you do need to become uh, or have those survival skills in the back of your head, just in case Absolutely. anything ever happens. Even if it's just learning how to survive out of a survival kit yep. or, like with my, with a lot of my classes, I train as you, I have a train as your fight mentality that I took from the army. That means those skills need to work when you need them most. Mm -hmm. When you're out there and it's windy and you need a fire and you're starting to get cold and you're freezing. And then so with all my classes, I always do stress tests at the end of what you learn to let, just see, uh, get, put you under a little pressure. So you see how you do mentally mm -hmm. and see how people do. Cause I like to put people in, in little scenarios so they can see how they would react. It also builds up confidence. And when you have gear, people are like, oh, look at that big knife. I'm like, I always tell people, the best knife in a survival situation is the one you have. Get a knife that works for you based on your skill set, your comfort level. Don't go buy my big knife because you think it's cool. Buy something that works for you because it's going to save your life. And uh, that goes with gear. And, and I also offer like a naked afraid experience challenge or a dual survival challenge. And some people sign up for those because they want to, well, maybe I'll go on the show. And then after three days on that challenge, they're like, yeah, no, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. and, and, yep. and, it's, and it doesn't mean you have to totally be naked. I put you out there in just your bathing suit or, or nudies if you mm -hmm. want. And that way you feel like you're naked. And, um, and, and so, yeah, you know, it's, it's, and that's what most people do, but they're, they're down to the essentials yep. and they see how tough it really is. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's so true. And one cool thing about survival that, you're doing that I respect really big. And we touched on this a little bit earlier and I want to dive into it a little bit more. And I know we're going a little long. So if you got any, no, no, I, yeah, no, come on guys. We're okay, good. You know, cool, we're cool. having fun. This yeah. Thing, yeah. This thing here is good information. It'll be out there forever. People will hear it. I know I talk a little long. Sometimes I tend to be guilty of taking over podcasts and these are the great hosts right here. I'm just a guest folks. So let's not forget that. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. You're but good. I, I want, I really wanted to dive into a little bit about your anti-bullying movement. Cause that hits home with me. I was bullied a lot as a child, um, got into more fights than I could ever count, uh, had unbelievably low self-esteem. It, it brought me to 
tears daily. Uh, that's why I'm a good musician. I've, I didn't I've have been any there friends. with you, brother. <laughs> um, so yeah. tell us about your anti-bullying movement, what you're doing to promote people to stop being bullied and how that's working. Yeah. Well, I, I was working uh, with a lot of folks trying to get people, bring awareness to folks about it. And and a big way I do that is I let people know I was bullied. They look at me at 6'3", 245 pounds. They're like, how the heck? And especially when I was like 285. I'm like, how the hell did you ever get bullied? Well, I did for a time. And then I became a bully of bullies. You know, when I seen other kids getting picked on or couldn't defend themselves, I stepped in kind of like that old TV uh, movie, the, the, the Guardian, I think it was, or The Bodyguard, I think it was. Mm -hmm. it was yeah. This kid was getting bullied in school and this guy everyone's accused me of looking like uh, with my hair was longer and all that and younger. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, I try to bring awareness to that. Um, I've talked to many kids that their parents have reached out to on the phone and, and kind of helped mentor coach them. Uh, the awesome. Boys and Girls Club, the YMCA were big parts of my life with my mom being a single mom for a while, holding down three jobs with two uh, hooligan sons that always were getting in trouble um, and uh, and having to cope with it. I always, and the Boy Scouts was a big part of my life mm. with, uh, with Cub Scouts and all that. So mm. I've always tried to give back to those programs and talk to the young people, uh, talk to girls too. And, uh, and I've, I go to a lot of uh, 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 Christian uh, service programs and I just meet with troubled youth and kids that just, you know, they look at me, and they're like, how could you have something in common with me? And I'm like, man, you don't, you have no idea. Mm -hmm. uh, I am, yeah. I am a, uh, I was a poor kid in New Jersey, uh, in a culturally and multi-ethnic, ethnic, uh, and race, uh, environment. And, you know, we were a melting pot of immigrants and I was on the back end of that, you know, where I had mafioso family members and all that stuff. So, you know, there was a, it was rough. You would get lost around in that stuff. Yeah. And so I remember and I relate back to getting picked on and, and all those things. And so, and it goes along with cancers. I find cancer is a, is a medical bully. And so those two causes are near, dear my life, as well as veteran suicide. Now mm. we're losing more than 22 a day. Uh, and I've re uh, I've actually moving my efforts back into that. So like you buy something off my website, 22% of my profit earnings, whatever I get from whatever I have an affiliate link or whatever goes right back to veteran suicide hmm. because I recently just lost a, a, a good friend about three weeks ago to veteran suicide. And I've had too many close friends from that. And plus with COVID there's been a, a, a epidemic of, of suicide, uh, mm -hmm. not just veterans, but everybody. And mm -hmm. so all that stuff, you know, and a lot of times, you know, suicide is a, is an end result of a drastic action of someone that got bullied. And a lot of times I go help the bullies out too, because guess what? A lot of times the bully is the one that needs more help than the person that's getting bullied because the you find out that the bully was being bullied. Yeah. Yeah. Hurt yep. people hurt yep. people. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yep. yep. And you got that right. And so I try to help people as a model and, and a survivor of being bullied. Um, I t to preach don't, don't, you know, don't, uh, take care of it with violence, uh, try to talk through it. And then you, but you have the, every God given right to defend yourself. If someone puts their hands on you yep. and you should know how to do that. And, and I love the martial arts and boxing and wrestling because it develops you confidence and self-disciplines and, uh, and, uh, and warriors. We're the first, we're the last ones that want to go to war. 
-hmm. We're always the last ones that go to war. But when it's time to go to war, we're coming for you. And mm -hmm. so um, bullies need to understand that, that you can only push someone so far, and then it, the end result's never good uh, when you push somebody way too far. And you don't want to have that on your conscience as a bully. That you, 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 And I can't imagine what kids are going through these days with social media. I don't even yeah. want to imagine that. I used to be and, a middle and, school teacher and it was, it was absolutely horrible seeing some of my students and the things that they were going to. Cause I was the kind of teacher where I created yeah. spaces for my students. Um, a lot of the LGBTQ kids would come to my room and just find solace there. And you know, right. a, lot of, a lot of the picked on kids, I was an orchestra teacher and a chorus teacher. So I, I had some of the like right. kids that were getting bullied anyway, and right. they would just come and pour their hearts out to me. And it, yeah. it is just crushing what these kids are dealing with. And I, it was bad in our day, but like you yeah. said, with social media, yeah. it is just ramped up a million times worse than we yeah. ever had and, it. And, and what I would tell the, all those out there that are getting bullied, and bullying doesn't just for kids. I mean, you could be at your work and your boss could be passively, aggressively bullying you. And it's just, there's no room for that anywhere in this planet, whether it's at work, at home, uh, you know, I'm a product of, 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 of abuses of all kinds. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and I'm okay. I, I'm okay. I lived through it. I'm here. I am standing before you. Uh, and I think I look at life and I love life so much and all that's in it and all those who are in it, I would never see myself uh, doing a selfish act in terms of removing myself because there's always help out there. In a survival situation, I always tell people, there's always one more thing you can do. Don't give up hope. It's mm -hmm. the same thing in life. Just keep a positive mindset and just ask for help. Mm -hmm. Talk to your parents. Say, hey, mom, dad, I'm going through this. I'm going through this. Let somebody know. Talk to your friend. Find your clergyman, somebody that you can relate to. And if you find someone that's been bullied before, they've been in your shoes and they understand it. So I try to express that when in front of young groups and let them know. It's okay to ask for help, you know, and that was a tough thing for me. I learned that in Naked Afraid my first time out there because I was not one. I told you earlier, I knew in this world I could only rely on me. Mm -hmm. And if it was going to get done, I had to do it myself. And then I learned that lesson in 2013 about it's okay to ask for help. Mm -hmm. You're not that tough. You, it's okay you're to human. be humble yep. and put your yep. hand out. You're human and you can ask for help. And so I learned that lesson. <coughs> too late in life uh but i know it now and mm. all i can do is say reach out i right. love that i love that so much and uh i would love to be able to you know any way that we can partner with you on that journey about bullying because melissa was bullied especially even in her family uh she had mm. a lot of things more happening. in my family actually yeah the people who love you then at school yeah and it it just it's such a pandemic worse than anything else is just people being unkind to others and to just treating people like they're less than human and that needs to stop. And so any way that we as reimagined success can partner with that, we would love to do that yeah. with you because that's, that's huge yeah. on our hearts and, and, and yeah. helping especially young people, mm -hmm. uh, grownups too, yeah. but young people really yeah. have our hearts for getting that message that it, it will be okay. Yeah. There is life on and, the other side of this and yeah. you can persevere through it. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, stay positive. Always be positive. Put positive vibes out. This world needs it. Yep. You yep. see that's all yep. going on. There's a bully beating up on uh, a small country right now. Yep. Uh, and, and it's just, 
the more prayers and positive vibes we can put out to the universe, the universe will all, you cannot outgive the universe. That's the universe right. will always give back tenfold. You cannot outgive the universe. So be positive, hug each other, be kind, get the masks off, smile at each other. It takes less muscle, muscles, less yep. effort to smile. Than it does. It's not even natural to try and frown. <laughs> now, now it's, it's funny for all the, the listeners out there because they cannot see you trying to right. make a frown right now. <laughs> and his face is just priceless. It, it, and he can't make a frown. He's EJ, so oh. <laughs> he can't frown. He only smiles. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, just, yeah I even smile in, in pain half the time. Because it's just, <laughs> you got to laugh at life. And if you can't laugh at yourself, what are you going to do, you know? And, and, and so enjoy mm. life and laugh harder and Yep. Live harder and, and just, you know, uh, be kind to each other. Yes. And, uh, and my friends over at Combat Flip Flops have a T-shirt that says, be a better human. And mm -hmm. I love that. And I love that T-shirt. And so be a better human. Yep. Yeah. Now, we actually have a, a hashtag. It's called Be Decent Humans. Um, and that's oh, a, nice. Yeah. Yep, that's a hashtag that we've started, and we tag it on everything that we post, like, be decent humans. It's not right. hard to be a decent human. Yes. Just stop being a yeah. jerk. You know, <laughs> pick up after yourself. You know, do, do oh. things that are – Lead with your heart. Yeah. Lead with your yeah, heart. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, and that's why I have a hashtag, suck the bone marrow life. Be kind, be positive. Like I said, uh, in my camp, there's room for everybody. And yeah. I've people get on my page, and they get – political or to get ugly with each other or they they don't like your view on something and they want to beat you up about it. it's like look everyone has a right to their their voice don't yep. be harmful to others don't be disrespectful and voice your opinion and, and just respect that someone has a different opinion about it and it's like for instance me and max two opposite kind of people on this planet i love the guy to death Mm -hmm. We spent a lot of time together for a while and built an amazing uh, dug-in canoe. Mm -hmm. And um, he was young. I'm old. And, you know, we come from two different walks of life. But you can still love each other. And you can hold each other, embrace each other, hold each other's hand, and mm -hmm. be there for each other. And know that on this planet, you're, you're, you're in this together. Yes. No matter what your views are in life and what you're thinking, that you can find a commonality between each other as humans to get through bad days and, and uh, we're going to need it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, I always yes. learn from somebody. I, there hasn't been one time I've gone out on anything I've done in my life or challenge or TV that I haven't learned from somebody else. Yep. And now, I love it. Cause I always said you can't know everything. Right now, my challenge is because uh, I get fan mail all the time and fans ask me all the time, are you going to go back out on Naked and Afraid? And I'm like, I will only go back out on Naked and Afraid if I go out with EJ. <laughs> oh, hey, I told them I'll go out with anybody, anybody that they need to get out there. Uh, I try to get them to t let me go out with uh, people that have tapped to let them get their redemption so they can feel good and get across that finish line. And not about me getting them there, just me helping them to get yeah. there let them do it and i actually experienced that a little bit with my latest adventure and i can't wait for the world to see it oh we're excited. Uh, it's going to be amazing it had its difficulties um but i was with some amazing people and i was honored to go out there and kind of put a closure on some stuff for myself uh in certain ways with this thing 
and kind of try to pass it on to others to just take the mantle because I've got other things going on in my life. And I just, you know, TV has been a good big part of it. I've been more successful than others, not, a, not as successful as some, but I'm happy with my journey because it was my journey mm-hmm. and I've grown and learned from it. And I just want to start living life now. And I'm trying to get my YouTube channel and my TikTok up to a point where monetarily I can just go out and film the own, my own content because I don't mm. like people telling me what to do and how to do it. And I want to be inspiring. And I almost would be remiss if I don't mention that I don't know when this is airing, but on March 26th on the Inspire Network, that's INSP at 5 p.m. Eastern will be my new show that I hosted with Cat Bigney called Mountain Masters. And we had four incredible survivals come out and it's a survival skills competition series. You guys have been asking for it. You've been begging for it. <laughs> well, these four people take on each other. They take on themselves. And they take on the mountain in a skills competition series that's never been seen before. And the mountain can really put a kicking in your butt. And so uh, I'm really proud of that piece of work. My, my co-host cat's amazing. These four survivalists, two of them uh, have roots in the alone two have a in naked and afraid. So it's going to be really a good one for all the fans. And I really hope it does well. It's the, uh, it's actually the pilot premiere. So if it does well, then we'll probably, uh, the series will move on. But that really was the kind of my last, I'm not saying it's the last of TV I'll ever do, because I never say never, because TV always seems to come find me. <laughs> but that, that we'll see what goes with that. But right now, I'm really starting to concentrate on YouTube and uh, my website and teaching others and that stuff. So no plans to go back out on Naked and Afraid anytime soon then? Uh, supposedly, um, I've retired from those long ones. I wouldn't be out, not against a short one, but um, the problem with that is it's an addiction. And, uh, you know, uh, I might go out at, if they asked me that question, like we were joking, oh, 100 days? I was like, oh, 100 days? Let me have a beer and a burger and then I'll call you back. And so, you know, it's just, it's not about going out and that it's about the TV. It's about that challenge mm-hmm. and, and, and like who you're going to meet and what you're going to grow from it. And I mean, I met this last time I, I thought legends was it. I didn't think we'd ever be able to top legends with the best of the best working together, doing the impossible 60 days in a cold, wet swamp in the winter, mm-hmm. leaving before leaving with jack o lanterns out. When we came back in, there were Christmas lights up. It was like, so what the heck just happened? And I will argue, depending how this shakes out, that this next one of the XLs may be better than that one because oh, wow. they've met some incredible human beings that I was honored to walk with as much as they were honored to be with me. And, uh, and, and like I said, I learned something. <laughs> I learned something from every human that was out there in, in every way. And, uh, and we were truly a family cause there was some bickering and there was some fighting and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and again, you know, I'm probably letting the cat out of the bag a little bit, but, uh, you know, maybe people don't pay attention. We'll see. But, uh, I, I'm just, I just want to honor those I was out there with. Cause I, they, they were, if I, if that was my, uh, if that was my swan song, um, I couldn't have asked for a greater group of folks, uh, to be doing that with. 
Um, That's fantastic. Although there was one empty, one empty seat I wish was filled, with, or actually two, uh, of two, probably the, I, I hold in high regard a lot of the people I meet on Naked Afraid, but I would say if I had to put five people uh, on that list, uh, and it's nothing against anybody, but one of the people I always wanted to walk with out there uh, and journey with was Matt Wright. Obviously, Laura Zara will always hold a special place in my heart. Jeff, my crazy kid brother, I can't, I, I love too much to hate because <laughs> he, he's like a kid brother. <laughs> um, uh, Shane Lewis, who we have a very real life brotherhood. And then um, who would be the fifth one? I had a fifth one in my head and it just got away. Probably Stephen Lee Hall Jr. because he's like my other little brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and And then, you know, and uh and then right behind them would be a close chasing of uh Waz and Amber and Dan Link and then uh all the rest of the legends, Max and Gary Golding and uh and Riley and, and even Ryan. So you know it's hard to just people say, Hey, pick a few people. I just can't. because uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's just they're all such incredible people and they've all every person I've ever came across with on these challenges uh have touched me in a way that i'll never forget the rest of my life that is so awesome so awesome uh one of the questions that we have to ask all of our guests and you've said a lot of things that could count as this but maybe there's something that maybe you haven't mentioned yet that you would like to okay. share. uh what specific success stories do you have recently that you'd like to celebrate because we're all about celebrating success on this big podcast. Or small. Right. yeah big or small could be personal well, that's could be professional okay all right. Well, uh, professionally, I mean, uh, getting my social medias back from the hackers and then going over, you know, going into the n- a number that I started with Instagram when I was, I can remember only having 700 followers. Now I'm at like 125,000 yeah. and without a lot, without help on my own. I mean, uh, and I say that because that means my message is getting out more people I can influence through social media, TV. And that's all I want to be is an inspiration to so many out there to, whether I know what message they're supposed to receive or not, I just, I just got to throw it because I'm mm-hmm. the vessel. Um, but the Mr. Beast, uh, landing the Mr. Beast deal was probably the culmination of me realizing my professional self-worth in this world mm. and where I'm at professionally uh, as a mentor to others and as an advisor and consultant and expert uh, and of, of expertise of my talent. And that, for me was, I never, I'd never 56 years old that I always never, I always saw myself short. And I think that's a product of bullying. And so I feel like I'm finally turned the corner in that world. I've got the right people in my life to help me with my website. And if you haven't gone there, go to ejsnyder.com, subscribe for my blogs, my emails, uh, get the newsletters, you know, and all the updates. Um, and so that for me, business wise is successful. Um, for, for me personally, um, just continuing to march, stand up for myself in my world, my life, stand up for others, and just try to be the best human I can on this planet. Uh, my journey's not over. And, you know, I think every day when I wake up and I have sunshine kisses hitting me on the face from a very special place, and I lay my head down and can look up to see the moon, which really resonates with everything and guides me through my prayers, my, my meditations and my life uh, is a good day. 
because mm. we only have today. Mm. Yep. We can't worry yep. about what's in the rearview mirror because there's nothing you can do about it. It's gone. Yep. You can only learn from yep. it. And tomorrow's not guaranteed. So you can't be worried about it. It, it. it will get here soon enough. So enjoy the moments. Enjoy the day. <laughs> and hold those you love closer to you and tell them every day how much you love them and how much you care about them. Because tomorrow they might not be here. Mm. And recently my son was involved in a very um, awful car wreck. And um, I realized that now that life's too precious mm -hmm. and it, and it can be blinked out in a moment's notice. So yeah. really, really enjoy life and appreciate those in it because life's too precious and sometimes too damn short for some. Yeah. And if you live in the moment, that moment can last forever. And those moments are just so precious. So yeah. you have been so and, amazing, DJ. And TV's forever. <laughs> TV's forever. My naked butt will be all over the TV for my grandkids and generations to come to see. <laughs> I expect to get all emotional today. <laughs> so will mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So now, EJ, uh, tell our listeners again where they can go and subscribe to your YouTube channel. And follow okay. you on Instagram uh, and all that. Excellent. Uh, go on over to uh, subscribe at uh, my YouTube channel, eVenture EJ. That's with an E, eVenture EJ, Skull Crushing Life. Go ahead and subscribe. Uh, we're working on content, and there's going to be a whole lot of it coming out real soon. Uh, you can find me at ejsnyder.com, www.ejsnyder.com. All my social media links are there. Sign up with your email. I got two tutorials. I got everything EJ. I've got, you know, <laughs> you want to know about EJ, go there. Uh, and on any of my social medias, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, at ejsnyder333. Uh, link up with me on LinkedIn or Facebook at ejsnyder. Blue check marks, people, blue check. Because <laughs> my personal stuff is off limits. So uh, then that's where you can find me. And uh, like I say all the time, tua sponte superstes. That is Latin for survive by your own will. Be the best human you can be on the planet. Never give up hope because there's always one more thing you can do and just stay with a positive mindset in life. And you can get through anything because <laughs> you're amazing. Yes. yes. Thank you so much, EJ. You have been so inspiring and just love you every single time that you're on TV and I get any time with you. It's just always, always, always so amazing. So thank you so much for being such an inspiration to everyone out there, to us, to our listeners yeah. and everyone all over the world. Yeah. Your message is something that we at this podcast resonate with hardcore and Everything that you've said today is stuff that we truly believe in our hearts yeah. and trying to get that same message out there. So thank you for partnering with us and coming on this journey with us to put this message even further out there into the world and appreciate you being on this episode. And today. anything you ever need, just reach out and let us know. Yeah. And we'll Likewise, be, both, oh, go ahead. we'll be promoting all of your upcoming stuff on our stories thank and you. helping get the word out mm -hmm. about that because we need more people like you in this world, making a difference in the spotlight and spreading that message of hope and, and using your and voice. Positivity. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being an amazing host. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for humoring this, uh, uh, old soldier, uh, who can get a little wordy, uh, but I don't think, <laughs> You can take the, the guy out of Jersey, but you can't take the, the Jersey out of the guy. So I think that's where some of that comes from. But uh, thank you, everyone. Seriously, I uh, appreciate your support. And uh, stay tuned. Big things to come. And 
you know, you got to get ready today because, you know, bad days are coming and you want to be prepared in yes. every way, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and yes. get your skills ready. So remember mm. those five yes. and you'll stay alive. Love it so much. Thank you so much, EJ. Yeah, we'll have you back on uh, down the line once all that stuff takes off and you're just doing crazier things you're than now. You're crushing it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> No pun intended. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much. You know, Thank you. I'm the guy that thinks outside the box. I took a tuck tech kayak that's supposed to be meant in the water and I've gone sledding with it and now I'm getting ready to go down the side of a sand dune. So nice. I'm trying to find new ways to take myself out. Even nice. at 56, I call it hashtag 50 T's baby. <laughs> Love it. We'll, we'll talk to you next time. All right. Thank you so much. Take care guys. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Wow, uh, that inspired the heck out of me. Oh, yeah. Um, everything that EJ is doing is just so impressive and everything that he has done over his lifetime and, and overcoming bullying and overcoming you know that sensation of you're not good enough because someone out there in your past is has picked on you and bullied you and, and now he is using that to inspire our youth today is just so admirable. And, and I, anything seriously that we can do, um, out there to, to help anyone in the community that is feeling bullied or that is bullied or is a bully. Maybe you want to reach out, please reach out to us. Please reach out to EJ. We would love to help you. Yeah. And EJ's message of positivity and the way he views the world lines up just with ours. And we just want to encourage everybody today. I know we've said it a lot, but be good humans, be decent mm -hmm. humans, be, be light in darkness. Don't just settle for the everyday mundane life that you've been handed, but do your part to make this world a much, much better place than the way you inherited it. And lead with your heart and always lead with your heart. Yes. And with that, this has been a creative global entertainment production. Did you get motivated? Do you feel inspired? Don't worry about keeping up with the Joneses anymore. And don't forget to celebrate your successes every single day. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram at Reimagine Success Pod. Email us at reimaginesuccesspod at gmail.com. And let us know what your successes are. New episodes every Thursday at reimaginesuccesspod.com. So let's change our mindsets and reimagine success.